Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Welcome to another episode of Pit Lane Parlay. I am your host, Mike Jokum, the man behind the road to Indy, the voice of the road to Indy. Rob Howden joins me this morning. Rob, first off, happy new year. And how are you, man? I'm good, Mike. Thank you so much. Uh, great to be on the show. Uh, and yeah, like you, excited for 2021, ready to get the season underway and, uh, and ready to go to work because uh, lots to be done. But before we get to St. Petersburg. Yeah, it's uh, getting to that point in the offseason where I'm starting to watch old races repeatedly on YouTube because I'm really starting to miss racing. And yeah, I'll just leave I'll just leave it at that. Hopefully we don't have any hopefully we don't have any delays this year, fingers crossed. But we will we will talk road to indie today. I got a bunch of questions submitted, so I am pulling up that list here. So we have HMD Motorsports partnered with uh i'm forgetting the name grp is the initials so we should see a handful of cars there it's four total potentially right yeah the global racing group obviously did a lot of racing over in formula regional americas and in f4 on that side of the uh the bar and they're kind of hooking up with hmd so yeah they're staying four cars in total uh, of course two have been announced thus far and david malukas and benjamin Pedersen, but uh we're kind of waiting on what's going to happen with Linus Lindquist. I think that he's probably going to end up there. Of course, the driver that won the HPD scholarship in Formula Regional Americas last year. I think he'll end up there with HMD and Global, but uh, we're waiting for that announcement. Yeah, he. I, I think he was one of the, to me, one of the top young drivers of 2020. Just absolutely dominated F3. Yeah. Well, and you know, the domination of Formula Regional Americas really kind of puts him as a dark horse, right? Because it was... It wasn't a big, big field in FRA, but it was some some strong drivers, right? He's going head to head with a David Malukas and a Victor Franzoni. You know, there were some good guys there. Uh, him coming over to Indy Lights with that scholarship, I think he's going to be a dark horse to potentially go for race wins and maybe even the championship. But then he's got to go against the guys that have been in the road to Indy for many years, and and Linus doesn't have that track time on our particular circuits, which what was what kind of makes running the road to Indy better than any other program because you actually run the same tracks as IndyCar. Right. Yeah. Fair point there. So on that note, we have no Bellardi this year, but one of the guys who was a former HMD driver and Toby Sowery, I've talked to Toby a little bit. He's had, had, I don't know if he's, he's going to be here this year. He's, I know he's hopeful. I don't know what you've heard about him or any of the other guys that were supposed to be in Indy lights last year before it was postponed obviously we know kyle kirkwood's back uh but any of those other guys uh salary and and a few others 
Well, I think that, uh, you know, that you look at Toby Sowery and Rasmuth Lint, right? Those were the two drivers who essentially came out of the gate. We're going to be running with Ballardi Auto Racing last year. They were both with the team when we had our one, one practice session of 2020 uh, for Indy Lights at St. Petersburg. Both those drivers, I think, still not, I don't use the word struggling, but working very, very hard to find the necessary budget to be able to get in with a team. Uh, I, I've been in touch with with Toby and his management quite uh, regularly, and they're still going hard. They're working on getting the budget. And I think there's still a possibility we'll see Toby here, which I think would be great. Same goes with Rasmus Lind. Uh, I think he's tested already with HMD. Uh, I know that they're working hard to find the budget as well. We're still a, way, a ways away, right? And I think, yeah. you know, Mike, in a, in a regular year, we may have had a lot more announcements by now, especially in the other categories, other series on the road, Dandy, because of the, the late season, you know, going all the way into October, we just got a shorter off season and guys are still working hard to try to find the money to get, to, to get things locked in. And it seems like in most years, the road to Indy in general, you know, Indy cars essentially pretty much by the end of January, everything's done and dusted, but road to Indy, you, you get, at least a handful that squeak in during February still. So it's, there's, I, there still is plenty of time for stuff to change. Well, the big difference between the road to Indy and IndyCar is the fact that our seats continually come open. You know, you think about yeah. because we're graduating drivers, nobody ever graduates out of, out of IndyCar, right? They, you, you lock into your seat. Scott Dixon's not going anywhere. You know, Will Power's not going anywhere. Joseph Newcart not going anywhere right now. So there's only always a couple of open seats to get kind of locked in in December, January, and, and you know, obviously well before February, into February. We're different because our seats always open up, right? We're always getting fresh seats. So it's, and it's a cutthroat business too, right? Drivers aren't just coming in and picking one team and testing. Cause remember they come in with their own budget. So they're kind of, they're shopping around, they're testing for different teams and, and trying to feel, you know, what team fits for them. And then things kind of, I think, start to, to, to shake out once teams start filling up. You know, obviously, Andretti Autosport, uh, you know, a sought-after position, a seat. Uh, they're done. They've got all five, four of their drivers locked in Kyle Kirkwood, Robert McGinnis, Daniel Frost, and Devlin D. Francesco. Um, you know, Carlin uh, coming back, I think, is one of the biggest things for Indy Lights. There's still a seat there alongside Alex Peroni, the, uh, the Australian. And then, of course, we're waiting for HMD and Global to lock down their four cars as well. And then the big one is obviously Hunkos Racing, right? We, I said, we, for HMD, we've heard about Malukas and Pedersen. You know, is Linquist going to join them? He's tested with them. But what's going to happen with Hunkos? That's, I think, the, is the big question right now. We're waiting for the announcement that potentially Stingray Rob will bring his Indy Pro 2000 championship scholarship to the team he won that with in 2020. Yeah, very good. I'm, I'm super happy about Carl, and that'll be really cool. Obviously, good to yeah. see them kind of jump back in. The other, the other one on my list here was exclusive autosport. I know they, they were planning to do at least one car in Indy lights last year before the, before the pause, is that still in the works or have they kind of kind of held that back and, and maybe focusing on the, the lower and middle tier of the road to Indy right now? Yeah, I'll give you an update on that. Obviously we were excited last year, uh, the year before, obviously uh, in, in, uh, uh, in 2019, they announced at Laguna Seca that they were going to move to Indy lights. Michael Duncalf, you know, has an F1600 team in Canada, you know, the winningest team essentially in Canadian F1600, many championships with their, with their Australia made spectrum formula 1600. They move into Indy, uh, USF 2000 and into Indy pro and, and Michael's trying to grow his team, right? Exclusive auto sports. So he, he ended up getting the Indy lights cars. They were going to have the key to run with them uh, with a one car team in 2020. 
essentially with things shutting down in 2020, you know, here's the update is that uh, Michael actually ended up selling both of his cars to HMD. So the cars, okay. that, the cars, the global, the global racing group are driving uh, are indeed the cars that, that HMD picked up from exclusive autosport. And, you know, it was, I guess they offered him a fantastic deal on the cars, everything he had. So it was, it was a no brainer. You know, he was sure. just kind of, kind of going to come in with one car. Well, with COVID and the shutdown, hey, you know what? And trying and trying to find staff for the car, he sold them to that to, to to HMD. And Michael has told me straight up, he still wants to get back to Indy Lights, whether it will be you know in a couple of years when the new cars come out eventually, whatever it may be, we'll see exclusive Autosport back in Indy Lights. But those cars are now with HMD. Makes sense to me. So real quick before I I move on, yep. the Indy Lights Championship hunt. And I know, obviously, we don't have a full field yet, but obviously, Kyle Kirkwood, DeFrancesco, maybe Stingray, maybe Rasmus Lynn, maybe Linus, like you mentioned. How, right. how, how do you handicap? I mean, out of any year, you can usually pick, you know, two, three guys that are championship contenders. You know, the year Pato and, and Colton went at it. Okay, those yep. those two were the favorites. How, especially with no Indy Lights in 2020, how do you go into this year going okay, this guy is the favorite because there's obviously more unknowns, but there's just so much talent in Indy Lights this year. That's what I like about it because there are unknowns, right? So let's just look at numbers. I'm expecting between 12 and 14 drivers at St. Petersburg, 12 on the conservative end, 14 if a number of the seats and people that are putting things together come come to fruition. You know, there is a possibility of 15 cars, but I don't think that's going to happen. I would, I would better expect 12 or 13 uh, as we reset. Uh, and there is a couple of new teams coming for next year, which we can talk about on another podcast if you want. Yeah. Uh, the cool thing is, is you got to look at the teams, right? Andretti, former championship winner, Carlin back, former championship winner, Hunkos racing, multi-time champions, right? They've won three championships, uh, over the, over the years, uh, or two championships over the years as well with Spencer Piggott and, and, um, and Cal Kaiser. So the, 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 the knowns, right? Cal Kirkwood's won everything he's won, driven. <laughs> so there's and Kyle's gonna, right and he's jumping into the seat of uh, of Oliver Askew he's going to be unbelievably good we just know he is Robert McGinnis is a race winner as well even though he's always not in the conversation he's already an, an, an Indy Lights race winner and has a lot of experience Daniel Frost and Devlin DeFrancesco coming up from from Indy Pro 2000 both winning races at that level last year so you know they're going to be able to come out of the gate I would say and Mike you'd probably agree with me this is the strongest lineup of drivers uh, Andretti's had, I think, probably ever. Yeah, he likes, you know, at least with the new car with with the with the Delara IL15. This is stacked. It's unbelievable what they've got. Uh, Carlin's going to be the unknown coming back in, right? A, a one car team's going to be tough. I really hope they're able to get a second car alongside Alex Peroni, who finished tenth last year in FIA F3. I think that uh, I think Alex is going to be somebody to watch for sure. And Again, you, you talked about David Malukas, right? He showed really well last year. He ran in the Formula Regional Americas program in 2020 to keep in the seat. I think he obviously came out of the gate super strong uh, last March uh, at, uh, at St. Petersburg for that one session, top of session, and was just absolutely over the moon with how happy he was with the team. They've done a lot of testing as well, so they're going to be strong. Uh, I, I think the Linus Lindquist is the one that is the dark horse, as I said. Right? Yeah. I, I just think that we're not going to be able to see what, what he's got maybe until we get to a barber or until we get to, to uh, the road course in Indianapolis. Right. Because he's, you know, I don't think he's ever done a street race. I know he hasn't done St. Petersburg. So there's, 
considering the, the limited seat time, track time that we have, only five sessions once we get to St. Petersburg, you got to think that a guy like Kyle Kirkwood or McGinnis, uh, these guys that have track time there are going to have the up, at least on that initial race. I can't argue that one at all. So moving down, just touch a little bit on the on the other two. Indy Pro, there's not too many actual confirmations yet. Obviously, thankfully, Braden Eves will be back. He's, I, I heard he's much healthier and, and feeling good after his crazy accident. And Reese Gold is with Junkos, I believe. And then Miller Vinatieri is jumping up with Jack William Miller. So what else is going on at Indy Pro that isn't being talked about? I've always said that Indy Pro is that, that tough spot, right? Because, you know, there are, there are families and drivers that can afford USF 2000 and they got to work hard to find the money for Indy Pro. And then there's teams that are, are drivers that are you know, really well-funded and well-backed with family money or sponsors or investors, whatever it may be. And they really have the funding in place to be able to get to Indy Lights and maybe then struggle to find the money in IndyCar. Indy Pro is that middle level where it's a lot of dough, right? We're talking $550,000, $600,000 and, and, it's kind of in the middle where it's the indie, it's the indie lights guys, the guys that have that much money that can roll through, but other guys struggle. So it's always late when it comes to this level of our road to Indy. Uh, like you said, three drivers confirmed, uh, but you know, Pat's racing, I expect a couple of, a couple of cars, Hunter McElroy, Colin Kaminsky, both working to find the budget to run. Uh, D force has a couple of drivers working on it. Uh, as we said, Braden Eves already confirmed it's exclusive. I know they're working on a couple other drivers. Hoko's Racing has won the last couple of championships, right? Reese Gold's locked. I haven't talked to Ricardo yet to actually ask him point blank, but drivers, but I'm going to believe he'll have three cars. I don't think that the phone's uh, quiet at all at, at Hunkos Racing and Speedway. Uh, Turn three motorsport has shown well, of course, last year with Daniel Frost and Antoine Camo for Peter Dempsey. Uh, Jay Howard driver development. I think that's the question, right? He's moving up into Indy Pro 2000, and it's not confirmed yet, but will he be able to retain Christian Rasmussen who they won USF 2000 with. I think that's key. Uh, RP Motorsport coming back, which is great. They won the yes. championship two years ago with Cal Kirkwood and were strong as well, uh, you know, in, in earlier years when they first got here with Harrison Scott. Uh, and then the last one I think is cool. It hasn't been announced yet. And, and so I'm gonna, not going to say much about it, but Velocity Racing Development's coming over as well to Indy Pro 2000, which I think will be another dark horse because the driver they have, and if you follow Velocity at all, you'll probably know the driver's name. They'll announce soon. Uh, I think they're going to be a team to watch here as well. I love it. Yeah, I almost forgot about Christian Rasmussen there for a minute. Right. Um, yep. I don't know how I did. <laughs> he's. I think he's going to be good because uh, he did the, the right thing, and that was stay that one more year in USF 2000. Yep. Right, His debut year back in 2019, uh, he was really, really strong. Like any rookie driver came on halfway through the season, like I always say. You know, they can't uh, – Turn my phone off. I apologize. Um, I, you know what? I, run, I have my own podcast, and normally I tell people to do that. I sure did it myself. Um, oh, I've done it too. He was super smart, right? Because he uh, he stayed that one more year. He won three races in 2019, and then was the dominant driver in 2020. So there's so much momentum and confidence for Christian. Uh, we'll see where he ends up with his scholarship money, but I wouldn't be surprised to see him be with Jay Howard as they advance up the ladder as well. So one thing I wanted to ask about, and I don't know whether he'd be Indy Pro 2000 or, or another year at USF, but I, I did get a saw, saw a tweet kind of when I was going to bed a couple hours ago, pretty much. <laughs> right. 
Eduardo Barrichello was supposed to make some sort of announcement today. I don't know if he did. It was in European time, so I don't, you know, I'm not doing the, the, time, the time math in my head here, but do you think he'll be making the jump up this year or is, or is he due for kind of like a Christian Rasmussen year at USF where he's you know, now got a couple of years of seasoning and, and can really have a strong season? Well, I'll give you the update. Obviously, uh, you were sleeping, and that, that's cool. I get it. <laughs> uh, I just, I actually literally just saw it. Had we started this podcast a half hour earlier, I wouldn't have seen it. But he's actually moving over to Europe uh, oh, for, okay. yeah, for next year. He's going to run in the uh, uh, the uh, Formula Regional Championship by Alpine. Uh, so that's the move. That's the move that he's going to be making over to Europe. I had spoken with him maybe a week ago uh, as we were putting together our drivers for. Um, for our iRacing E-Series by Tyrac.com, which, which we're having this year again. Uh, and he wanted to run in it, but it's, he, he was, his focus was to come back to run Indy Pro 2000. He had tested with Paps Racing, but I believe his sponsors really want to get him over to Europe, which I can understand. You know, obviously he's a driver that, uh, uh, that people know. He's got the name, so he's going to run Europe this year. Whether we see him back in Road to Indy, whether it comes in Indy Pro or Indy Lights, we'll see. But he'll, uh, he'll take his talents over to the Formula Regional Championship next year. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. I'm Bruce Martin, host of Pit Pass Indy. Each week, I go behind the scenes of the NTT IndyCar Series and introduce our listeners to the biggest stars of IndyCar, which features the Indianapolis 500 as its cornerstone event. The men and women that compete in IndyCar may be the bravest athletes in all of sport as danger lurks around every corner. They are able to look danger in the eye without flinching. That is why the NTT IndyCar Series features the best racing on the planet. Join me every week as we talk to the stars of IndyCar, including the legends of the Indianapolis 500 on Pit Pass Indy from Evergreen Podcast. I guess instead of watching YouTube racing highlights, if I just check the news, I probably would have seen that before we were started too. Hey, listen, YouTube highlights are good. Trust me. Yeah. I'm, I'm on board with you on that. So before we got, got a handful of minutes left here, so we'll jump down to USF 2000. I know we've seen a handful of confirmations, but obviously that's USF, which will, I guess, have probably the biggest field out of the, the three like it typically does. Who's who's coming back or do we have any new faces that that we should kind of look out for as championship contenders? I'll, I'll leave this one more open ended. Well, I think that, you know, you mentioned that, that we normally have more drivers in USF 2000. And that really is the way it should be. Right. Because as you work your way up the ladder, you're, you're trimming down. I, I, personally, I would like to see 20 yep. to 30 cars in USF 2000. If we can get 18 to 20 to 22 in Indy Pro and then anywhere from 16 to 18 in Indy Lights, I think it's perfect. Uh, right now, we're looking, we're on track for some really good numbers in USF 2000, pushing as high as potentially 28. A more conservative window, 22 to 26 for St. Petersburg. 
Uh, you mentioned drivers that have confirmed a uh, young Canadian karting phenom, Thomas Naveau, uh, will be running with Cape Motorsports. Cape's full. They have all four cars. They just haven't announced the four drivers. So I can't say anything yep. more than that because I do know, but I've been told it's off the record. They have a couple, some really cool announcements coming. Uh, T-Force Racing, of course, rolled everybody out over the last two weeks. They've got four drivers now in returning race winner, Kiko Porto. Uh, Lucas Oil School of Racing champion Eli Navarro. Nolan Siegel coming back for his third year. He moves over to D-Force for 2021. And Prescott Campbell, uh, who debuted last year with exclusive autosport, will move over to D-Force. Christian Brooks, who won the final race of the year at St. Petersburg with exclusive autosports, is back. And I count him alongside Porto as probably the primary championship contender. Christian's a tremendous young driver. Uh, I spoke with Michael Duncalf exclusive. They're looking at at least two, maybe three, four drivers. Again, because, Mike, we're so – we had that short offseason. There's a lot still going on, especially with COVID, I think, holding some things back. Uh, Jay Howard, uh, driver development, rather, of course, as we know, won the championship with Rasmussen. Uh, they've got some drivers they've been testing. Uh, no announcement yet from, from that team. Josh Pearson, the young 15-year-old, moving from exclusive over to Pabst. I expect them to have three or four cars this year. Legacy Autosports is back. Uh, I don't think Simon, I think Simon Sykes has kind of unofficially announced that he's going to be back with Legacy with Marathi Autosport as well. Uh, but I think one of the cool things is we've, we've got some single car teams coming in as well, which is interesting, right? Joe oh. Dooling Motorsports uh, was a, is a team owner who Brian Clausen ran for the dirt circuit. They're bringing a young dirt driver, Trey Burke, up oh, to run. I like it. As a single car effort, he ran last year and, and did some F1600 championship races. And his lap times were right up there with Simon Sykes and Max Esterson and Dylan Christie, which is really impressive. So Trey's going to be strong. Uh, Kent Vaccaro, who debuted last year with Miller Vinatieri Motorsport, will run the whole season at, in USF 2000 with them. And I think one of the cool notes is uh, the expansion actually downward as opposed to upward for turn three um, uh, motorsports and Peter Dempsey, they, they've got a, they bought a couple yeah. of USF 2000 cars and they signed Josh Green, who was sixth last year in the championship. I think Josh will be a championship contender as well. I like it. Good for turn three. I know those, yeah. those guys are, 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 are very nice when I've, when I've talked to them. So good to see that. And Peter Dempsey did the iRacing thing last year. If I, if I remember correctly, he did. we're not going to have any team owners run this year in our <laughs> iRacing program, but you got to remember Peter Dempsey, right? He's a yeah. team owner. But the guy's resume is ridiculous, right? We're talking, you know, all UK, British, European Formula Ford. He's won the Walter Hayes Trophy a couple of times. And remember, as we know, working his way up through the ranks, was a winner in Star Mazda yeah. uh, and was a top driver in Indy Lights. He won the Freedom 100 in that four-wide finish. So the guy's an absolute uh, shoe when it comes to driving. And, of course, his dad, Cliff Dempsey, and mom, Michelle, they had at one point and co-owned right now really one of the best Formula Four teams in Europe. So yeah. uh, there's there's an, a legacy and a DNA in Peter Dempsey about being a race car driver and a team owner. So uh, I look forward to seeing them be pretty strong in USF 2000. I just remember seeing him on iRacing last year and tune, sitting down, tuning in, not knowing who was racing. And I'm going, yeah. Dempsey, why does that name sound so freaking familiar? Right. Oh, yeah, he's really good. Yeah, he's very good. Yeah, um, indeed. So let's see here. Oh, the last last question I have that was fan submitted was what's the word on Kevin Lee's son, Jackson Lee? I know he tested a USF 2000 car and was was in England for the Formula Ford stuff. So 
any any word on if he'll be in the U.S. in or USF 2000? Sorry, in 2021. Yeah, Jackson Lee's a great story that we we hope to see uh, roll into the Road to Indian USF 2000 this coming year. Of course, he and Bryce Aaron, the two American drivers who uh, Jeremy Shaw picked to be part of the Team USA scholarship last year. Uh, they raced in a, in a in a British Formula 600 national race. Then they ran the For Formula Ford Festival at Brands Hatch, and then were able to run at the Walter Hayes Trophy at, at Silverstone. Coming back over here to the U.S., Jackson tested at Barber Motorsports Park with Jay Howard Driver Development. Had a little issue with the ECU, so they only got a couple of sessions. So they're going to do some more testing. There's going to be a lot of testing happening, of course, between now and St. Petersburg. We have the spring training event at Homestead. Uh, middle to late February. That's always a, a big yep. uh, couple of days there at, at Homestead. The lights drivers on track on Wednesday, USF 2000 and Indy Pro on Monday and Tuesday. But Jackson tested there and talking to his dad, Kevin, they're working really hard to find the budget to be able to get into USF 2000. And they're doing a great job, to be honest. They're, you know, they're lining up some great partners. They've had some existing partners that have been with Jackson through karting and through his Lucas Oil uh, School of Racing Formula Car Series adventures. So they, they're, they're lining up the investors and backers they need. So I, I'm going to say he's probably going to be on the grid this year. It, if only, you know, for the for even for the first, you know, four or five races, yeah. as a lot of drivers have done, you know, get started, get into the program and keep working to kind of find the rest of the money to continue. I, I, I do think we'll see Jackson uh, running. Uh, and, you know, obviously I'm hoping that he, in his mind, it's a two-year program, three-year program, because it's obviously tough to get dialed into to USF 2000. But uh, I, th I think that we'll see him this year. Not sure which, which team yet. I know, as I said, they tested with Jay Howard, but I believe they've tested with another team as well. Awesome. Yeah, I, I hope even if he can work his way from a partial season to a full yeah. season in the future, that's that's never a bad route to go. So wrap it up with this. You have a million things going on. I don't know how you have the energy to do it. So where can people follow along and, and what do you have going on? I know you've got a bunch going on in the next uh, handful of weeks. So I'll, I'll, I'll let you wrap it up. Uh, it's an interesting, 2021 is going to be my busiest year ever. And at 52 years old, this is an interesting time to start ramping things up, isn't it? Um, you know, obviously one of the things that, that, that is works so well for me as the announcer and the voice of the road to Indy is that I also own the largest carding website in North America called eCardingNews.com. And I normally, you know, I call races probably about uh, anywhere between 10 and 12 carding events a year, plus the 12 uh, you know, the 12 road to Indy events that, that I end up doing throughout the season it ends up being 24 to 27 races, depending on the events I get a chance to get to. So I'm actually heading out to Florida for a Supercar USA winter series race this coming weekend at Homestead at the car track there. Uh, the future stars of the NTT IndyCar series are there. Of course, that's where yeah. Kirkwood and Pato Award and Askew and, you know, all those guys ran in, in Supercar USA, Bobby, you know, uh, Graham Ray Hall. Uh, Charlie Kimball, you look at how many guys have been part of that program. Uh, I, I get a weekend off and I'm, I'm out west to Phoenix for a Challenge of the Americas karting event. Uh, and then it keeps going. Two more karting events in February, then spring training, and then right into St. Petersburg. So, uh, again, it's, I love what I do. And, of course, this year adding a little more as a, I've accepted the position with the Road to Indy to be their series development director, which works on, you know, driver recruiting and, uh, and just uh, team liaison kind of a thing on my race weekends. So adding a little more responsibility for the road to Indy and, and just keeping myself busy with the remaining hours of the day. It's always interesting. Well, if, if anybody should be in that position, it's definitely you. We, uh, we appreciate all you do for the road to Indy. Rob, thank you very much for 
the time this morning, definitely chat again before the, before the season starts, but, uh, try to get a little bit of rest. I know I say the same, I say that like, I'm actually going to get some rest too. So, uh, I'll try to do the same and hopefully I'll, I'll see you in a, about two months down in St. Pete. Yeah. I look forward to that. Like you, I don't like rest when I'm not moving. Yeah. I get very, very uncomfortable. I hate <laughs> it on a race weekend when I'm sitting in a chair. It just doesn't, doesn't work for me. So I like moving. I like working and, and I'll, I'll echo your sentiments. I'd love to be able to see you trackside yes. at St. Petersburg. That's what we want, right? We want to get back to the racetrack and get going. Yes. Agreed. Safe travels, my friend, and uh, look forward to chatting again soon. Thanks, Mike. Take care. Today's podcast is presented by Podgo. Podgo is the easiest way for you to monetize your podcast, providing podcasters with a flat rate for ad space so you always know how much you get when you include an ad from Podgo. I recently joined as a member, and you can too. Apply today to become a member and immediately be connected with advertisers that fit your audience. That's podgo.co at P-O-D-G-O dot C-O. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at lifelock.com slash aware.